2: It happened. What does it mean? Was it a one-time thing?
1: Or are they a couple now?
2: Hello and welcome to Still Watching, a weekly television podcast from Vanity Fair. I'm Richard Lawson. I'm Chris Murphy.
1: And I'm Hilary Busis. We are gathered here today to discuss the ninth episode of season two of the Max series, and just like that. In our second segment, Vanity Fair's editor-in-chief Rodika Jones will be stopping by to talk about what she has thought of the season so far.
2: But first, a quick recap for episode nine, There Goes the Neighborhood. Carrie and Aiden get too comfortable in Che's apartment building.
0: We're supposed to be invisible in this building, not be all chatty McNice guy to them. No, no.
2: And the management company gives them a warning. Tenant in apartment 18F has exceeded the building's 30-day guest limit per building policy.
0: You had to talk to the people.
2: So Carrie decides to sell her beloved old apartment and move somewhere with more space.
0: I've had an epiphany. I'm ready to sell it and move on for real this time, but it has to be something truly, truly special. You know, something worth giving up my jewel box.
2: Seema's new client, Ravi, doesn't like any of the apartments she has shown him. But here's the plot twist. If I had taken the best three weeks ago, I wouldn't have these wonderful afternoons with you. Naya is enjoying single life and no-strings-attached sex.
0: Oh, who knew great sex could show up faster than my pet Ty did last
2: night? (laughs) I guess everybody on Tinder, but obviously, I'm a newbie. (laughs) Miranda asks for Charlotte's help in motivating Brady to go to college. They enlist Lily, which leads to unexpected results.
0: I don't know how to put this, but, um... I'm fairly certain they hooked up. What?
2: Che meets a potential love interest who inspires them to start working on a new act. You know what you gotta do now, right?
3: Yeah, I gotta get a fucking comedy set together.
2: Giuseppe is still pursuing Anthony.
3: Five dinners with no dick is, um, how do you say? uh, Not very gay.
2: Carrie has coffee with Aiden's ex-wife, Kathy, who has a few requests. I hope you'll understand when I ask you not to write about my boys. Oh,
1: okay. I know your history with Aiden. You know, you can't hurt him again.
2: And finally, Carrie decides to buy the new apartment and move on.
3: And just like that, I went up the stairs of my old apartment without looking back.
2: So I texted a friend while I was watching this, or friends, plural, and I said not to, like, overhype, but I've been grinning throughout this whole episode. Did you guys
3: feel the same? I thought it was, like, really good <laughs> i thought it was so fun i laughed out loud multiple times everyone sort of was in the mix we got to have some old key moments with like our three girlies mm-hmm.
1: we got to have an event that brings the whole cast together
3: yes some actual hijinks some actual like gasp worthy moments i was like this show is a sleigh it was really great Yeah. yes
1: and i will also say um i enjoyed it for giving me things to be annoyed about um because there were some of those too. chief among them you cannot make the whole, like, running joke with Harry about the caterer.
3: I was just informed that the caterer that I hired is suspected of using real pork in their Szechuan dumplings.
1: That the caterer is kosher if they're serving dumplings that have meat in them and then also burrata. <laughs> that That's like a great a point. That is a very good basic point. Basic thing. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm furious, but I'm also thrilled to have something to be annoyed about. <laughs>
2: I guess and maybe, to feel
1: superior about for having noticed. Maybe brutal. there
2: was a separate kosher area, yeah. and the barada was somewhere it's else. Very, po-
1: it's possible that the dumplings had fake meat in them, and yeah. that that uh, the woman who spit them out just thought that it was real, and like that right. was the. But listen, that was I was looking really carefully at the appetizers, trying to determine if any of the other ones had in them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, being yeah, being a little a little uh, kosher sleuth.
3: That's wow! But yes, I didn't that, catch that really
1: <laughs> does not matter at all. In the long run, we can talk. About 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 things that are more important, such as... Brady and Lily's hookup actually happened. Chris, you were the one who predicted that. I
3: will say, I think that they sort of foreshadowed it in one trailer okay. thing, yeah. so you I didn't don't think I, the didn't, whole I, didn't, I didn't just like completely come up with it. But their hookup was so great because it brought out this new dynamic between like Miranda and Charlotte, watching Charlotte sort of like spiral on her bed, being like, "Well, what if they get married? And like, what if Miranda would be a terrible mother-in-law?"
1: <laughs> if, I, I love when she was like, "But what if Lily gets really close to Miranda, and then I feel <laughs> left
3: uh-huh. out?" Which is like that's totally would be a part of their, you know, if we're doing this revival series where you were going to the future like seeing new aspects of their relationship and how like motherhood would affect that in like a fun flirty sex in the city way it was fantastic I thought it was so fun
2: I thought that both Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis were like exactly on point like I feel like in general Miranda felt like more of herself this episode we'll talk about the fashion later but like I loved finding out that they went on a ski trip a few years ago because mm-hmm. there's like over a decade of history here that we don't really know anything about. But of course, they were spending time. Their kids know each other. Brady knows his way around Charlotte's classic Aunt eight, you Miranda. Know, like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, and 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 then the like Carrie being like, "Oh, my favorite," when she sees Brady, and then saying, "Oh, it's like two stuffed animals." Laughed out, out loud up. at that. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, right." Here is like the history and the texture of these relationships in mm-hmm. a way that. I feel like we haven't gotten on this show before, and I thought it was, so. I thought it was a it's a both it's a saucy, fun invention, but also like was so great for the parents. You know, it was so good for the original core group to kind of remind us of their bond.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's a dynamic that we haven't seen before, but that makes sense considering the characters and who they are. And yeah, I mean, I think that that's a smart direction for the show to go in to trade on what we already know about it in an interesting and maybe unforeseen way.
3: Yeah. And yeah, I will say, Kristen Davis really did make me laugh. I mean, the scene or the scene that I loved was when they were ordering uh, like at the burrito bowl and whatnot. And Miranda was being such a Miranda. She was like, can I get
0: uh, two tacos, corn? I just think that if nothing had happened, Protein? she would have had a very different look on her face when I saw her uh, steak, please. Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe I should try one of those plant based things. Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. try that
3: because like I'm a good person now yeah. <laughs> and then they were still like having this argument about like whether or not it happened and it was nice because t- we haven't really gotten that much of like Miranda and Charlotte one-on-one time mm-hmm. this season mm-hmm. right so yeah yeah well generally speaking I, I
1: feel like that has been kind of our complaint if, like, there is one to have about this season in particular is that, you know, there's so many characters and they're kind of siloed off into their own separate areas and they're mm. having different adventures with, like, new characters. And even, like, I had to roll my eyes when, like, Che has, like, their own plot where they meet, yep. like, another hottie at Toby. the vet office.
3: I'm Toby, by the way. See you around, Toby.
0: I haven't seen you flirt that hard
3: since Ilana Glazer brought her parakeet here. Ooh, I was not the only one flirting. Mm.
1: I'm like, now we have to know, now we have to know Toby's whole story. Like, yeah. I don't care about, yeah. him. don't tell me about Toby. They'll, like
3: uh, They'll bring people in and they'll drop them, note that we, like, Miranda's Gen Z co-workers But, were... like,
1: yeah, but Harry throwing a fundraiser for Herbert is a great mm-hmm. excuse to get everybody in the same apartment.
3: Totally.
2: Yeah, and, like, little things about, like, Brady would never have come to this, you mm-hmm. know, and, it like... definitely hooked up. <laughs> yeah, you know... Well, yeah,
1: that's, it's sort of strange for them to treat it as a question when it seems pretty obvious. She
2: was wearing... Like one of his T-shirts, yes. walking out of his bedroom. I thought it was cute that Charlotte was like, "No, he." Um, she stayed over because they were just talking late, like, and it's like, are they that kind of friend? Like, because apparently they, they haven't really friends. hung out since the ski trip yeah. where he yeah. was in his sleeping bag the whole time. Yeah, masturbating <laughs> the whole time. That, that, and <laughs> that, that, that was a really that funny was the implication. <laughs> yes, right? and Kristen yeah. Davis
3: was so funny when she was <laughs> like, "Well, fourteen is, is a, yeah. a difficult." Oh, page. I'm,
1: I'm Charlotte <laughs> here because I just thought that he was being antisocial. Oh,
3: no. I was like, no, he's definitely masturbating <laughs> in, in the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, man.
1: So what like, happened to you know, these writers when they were 14? 14 yeah. is a, a bad rap Some, in this episode. At least
2: several writers must have kids that age, because <laughs> this is, like, the worst age ever. Um, but, yeah, that when, when Miranda and Charlotte are talking and um, getting lunch and Miranda's kind of distracted by with ordering or whatever, or vice versa, like, that was, like, that felt like the old show where there was kind of an activity mm-hmm. in the sort of foreground, mm-hmm. but then really, like, that's not what they were talking yeah. about. Like, that felt we're so... We're, like,
1: sniffing perfume samples yeah. at the store. We're, like, having... Yeah, a cupcake on the bench, and Miranda's yeah. being a
3: realist, and Charlotte's little pie in the sky, mm-hmm. like a little bit fanciful, like not really grounded. Like Miranda's like, no, they definitely looked up, and Charlotte's like, I don't know. It just felt like very reminiscent of yeah. who they were, and a continuation into like m- the modern era,
2: and that. Conversation evolved over several scenes, mm-hmm. where you think back to like Lisa and Charlotte being like, oh, "We're on the the Milfs list at school," and then it kind of just like that plot just sort of ended. Yeah. You know, there there wasn't like an arc to it. Whereas this started off horrified, then Charlotte got sort of like, "Well, I could be kind of sweet if they got married," and it's like Charlotte, they're <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> that's not going to happen for another ten years at least. That was so. Um, funny. But then at the end, uh, Charlotte saying,
0: "Whatever happened, they seem fine." That's it. You don't want to know. Miranda, I had a lot of sex that my mother did not know about. And everything worked out. So no, I don't want to know. I can respect that.
2: And it was just about them being like, letting go a little bit of kids that age. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was just like, there was development in this side plot in a way that I feel like we have not gotten oh, on yeah. this season.
3: And it ended, that ultimately was like a really nice and sort of surprising end place to get to. Yeah. With, especially for coming from Charlotte, too, yeah. who was the one who was sort of the most freaked out.
1: The show is very sex positive about teenagers mm-hmm. in a way that I, I feel like, I don't know, these, these adult women, like, are really coming to terms with things pretty quickly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. And I think that, you know, last week, and we'll talk more about this with Radhika, our fearless leader when she's on but like we were the three of us probably a little hard on Aiden yeah or I I mean I don't think we were overly hard but I think we had good reason to be skeptical about that whole plot line Mm -hmm. so I'm curious how you guys feel about how it developed in this episode whereas I thought I saw uh uh-oh danger coming but then came around to like oh actually maybe these compromises and these changes are being made Rationally?
1: I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Um to, yeah. to mix to mix my metaphors. It <laughs> yeah. feels it feels like a shoe is still kind of dangling. It's on um, the,
2: so the shoe's on the fence. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And <laughs> precariously yeah. hanging yeah. off hanging, the fence.
1: Hanging over Homer Tate and
3: Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Right. But, I love how he said all three names. Yeah. Just in know, case we forgot. Yeah.
1: We gotta you yeah. gotta remember that Aiden mm. has three children and their names are Homer Tate and Wyatt. Tate, <laughs> um,
3: and Wyatt's the puzzle.
1: Yes, he's our little puzzle. Um <laughs> Things seem still a little too easy. Carrie seems a little too willing to just kind of let go of her entire old life, um, kind of quickly for like in a relative sense. Because how long now? It's a, this is this episode begins a week after the last episode ended, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like the shortest time difference in and just like that history. Totally. Yeah. Um, so it's still only been like I don't know three months or something. Four months. Two yeah, months. Yeah. Um, that their relationship has been rekindled and. You know, I'm sort of surprised that like Miranda being Miranda wouldn't have been like again. Hey, maybe you're going to sell your apartment. Like that seems like a pretty but big that move to make. Well, that's a that's a separate story. <laughs> that's a whole separate um, thing. We
3: got to touch we'll, down. We'll in dig into the new
1: apartment yeah. too. Um, God, to call it an apartment
3: it's so like a, it's out. like
1: a townhouse. A house. A town yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's only two um, floors though. It's not five.
3: <laughs> On Gramercy Park,
2: <laughs>
1: only four bedrooms. Yeah, um,
3: she gets a key. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I don't know. I I will say that not not just because of like being an Aiden skeptic but also just kind of for the sake of like the show it seems like there should be some sort of tension in this relationship like just dramatically I don't know how interesting it is if she's like well okay Aiden and I are together forever now I'm gonna like sell my apartment and that's the end and like now here's the new chapter like
3: yeah well it feels like the seeds of discord were like sowed at the end with his ex-wife being well like, but
1: even she just says don't talk about my kids
3: yeah which I think that's, that, that's sort of even separate but I think yeah. the seed is like do not hurt him again yeah. like you cannot yeah. hurt him again because
2: there are more people involved because there are more
3: people involved
2: yeah. I thought surprisingly nuanced thing with Kathy the great mm-hmm. Rosemary DeWitt where it was like, oh, God, she's going to be like, I want him back or whatever. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I, I'm fine. Like, whatever. Just don't, you know, whatever, you know. And then obviously felt compelled to add, I think, because Carrie was like, I'm buying a huge
3: fucking house yeah, for the, like, for your
2: children, yeah, you know. Like, she was like, okay, well, let's ease up here. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if this show, even old, old Sex in the City, that it could be a bit, you know, sort of braver about, you know, messy stuff, like... That conversation's one thing, but then the follow-up conversation with Aiden where he says that sweet, realistic mm-hmm. thing about, like, of course we're going to hurt each other, we, you know, by accident, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you then
3: have Carrie actually do it? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I feel like that you, know? you might not be able to—it might be—
1: But if, I think you're right that old Sex in the City would have because well, she's, yeah. she's messy. Like, yeah. she— barrels in, and she's a narcissist. A complicated and she,
3: protagonist. Yeah, in a, a very anti-hero. interesting
1: and, like, very compulsively watchable way. And mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, you could say uh, Edge has been sanded off by age, whatever, by whatever trauma she's been through, like, with Big Dying and everything. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> that that also sort of made me laugh when she and uh, Victor Garber are having their conversation, when she and Larry Gagosian, I yeah. mean, Mark Savian <laughs> <laughs> are having yeah. <laughs> their conversation. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> and he's like... So,
2: uh, have you ever been married?
1: And instead of her just being like, "Oh yes, I was," like he, like he actually died. It's very sad. She has to like pause and say very dramatically, like, "I was. It was a wonderful marriage
0: to a wonderful man. It ended far too soon."
2: Yeah, it with with was with that classic SJP sort of like like demure, like watery eyed. <laughs>
1: I know. And then yeah. she can't just kind of be like, yes, and yeah. then like move up. like nobody wants to hear about that right now, Carrie. We're yeah. at a party. Right. <laughs> that yeah. is
3: so Carrie <laughs> to be cryptic in that way and like Yes.
1: And and she never even says like she he died, he She's died. just like
0: our marriage ended far too soon.
3: Right. <laughs> and Then
2: just leaves him. And then leaves like, the oh. party.
0: Well, it was nice meeting you, Mark. I'm heading out.
2: So that was, okay, maybe one last goodbye to Big. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, I'm kind of a messy metaphor of like, I, I walked to my house without looking back. And mm-hmm. it's like, why would you look back walking Walk into, into your house? house? Do <laughs> you mean leave? I left my house without looking back because yeah. you're leaving that apartment. And then I was like, but
3: <laughs> is she going to sell the thing to Lucette? I was like, well, it looks like
2: that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. is...
1: That, is Very lucky. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, the the mean gay guys coming back from San Francisco, notwithstanding, (laughs) as maybe awkward as the unjust like that line was, Mm -hmm. I felt was poignant. Yeah. Like she can let that woman have the, you know, the Mm -hmm. life that Carrie's already lived. Yeah, her sex in the city era, right? Because that sex in the city
3: era is closed.
1: Still watching from Vanity Fair. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Is it a sports movie or a sex movie? Find out on Critics at Large from The New Yorker. New episodes drop every Thursday, wherever you get your
3: podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You can earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium, Apple Card, or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. (laughs) It's two floors. Yeah, I mean, Sema
0: said it was a lot of space and uh, she wasn't kidding. How many bedrooms? Um... It's four bedrooms, oh. three bathrooms. It's extravagant, I know.
2: Hillary, you did some some comp research, real estate wise, <laughs> but like yeah, I put on I, my SEMA <laughs> yeah, like leopard right. print <laughs> coat you and called up the million dollar listing guide. What like? would an apartment
3: like this cost, Hillary?
1: So according to a brief Zillow search, um, I oh, fa- can we guess?
3: Wait, can I guess? I, fa-
1: I found a comp. Okay, yes. I a,
3: okay, I wrote down in my this notes. Is I like, a, a,
1: I'm going to tell you some details okay. before you make your uh, <laughs> your assessment. Okay, so we yeah. are talking. East Nineteenth Street. We're talking a block away from Gramercy not park. On the park. Not actually on the park. Okay. Um, we have four beds. We have four baths. We are thirty nine hundred square feet. It has you know custom cabinetry. Mm-hmm. It's got you know, beautiful chandeliers. It actually does. I can turn yeah. to show you. It looks not not.
3: A little like no, it looks a lot like the... it. And now I actually have seen the price. so yes. oh, well, <laughs> I
1: just ruined it. <laughs> so,
3: I'll tell you <laughs> what, what I was you, what gonna you, guess, oh,
1: but it is also a duplex.
3: Oh, it's also a duplex. Okay, yes. I was gonna guess, and I do think this is actually fair because that's one block away from the park mm-hmm. and. Given that she was clearly on the park, yeah, like and that, you get the key. You get the key. i mm-hmm. was gonna say like seven point five million mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah.
1: So this apartment um is on sale for just under six million. I do think the carriers would be more though because it's on the park. I think exactly. it'd be more because it's and on the park. And probably
2: there were some finishings in that that like you know SEMA approved, mm-hmm. like that would bump mm-hmm. the price up a little bit.
1: What a what a real estate episode yeah. this was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We got two. We got a lot of lot of uh, real estate porn in this one, <laughs> which you know I'm not above. I'm sort of now envisioning. Like Carrie and Aiden somehow don't end up together. Miranda is yet again having sleep problems because of Naya's active <laughs> App- Tinder sex life. Yeah. <laughs> um, if she and what Carrie if, were roommates, what if they move in together, yeah. and then maybe. You know, why would Charlotte never leave? Well, <laughs> ha- Harry is being weirdly jealous. I feel like that jealousy was not really sourced from anywhere convincing. Yeah, yeah
1: that um, felt out of nowhere. I agree. Yeah, it
2: was like he's not like that, and he was encouraging her to go back to work.
3: Like I think that was the only that was only there so that like. You maybe they're setting up that Carrie. Harry
1: maybe maybe Harry actually has some sort of terrible brain tumor and that's what's causing him
3: to I, I mean imagine <laughs> if this
2: season slash series ended with all of them living in a huge house in Gramercy Park oh,
3: god that would be so great that'd if it's so just fabulous. Grey Gardens <laughs> and, and
2: Samantha's cameo is the door opens <laughs> and there she is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, which girl? room is mine yeah, yeah. I mean there are four bedrooms
3: <laughs> that would My be god you've cracked it finally
2: <laughs> that's it yeah and Naya might, might not need you know uh miranda anymore because finally she mm-hmm. got something to granted her plot line had well until the very end mm-hmm. at first i was like so she's just her plot is i'm bothering miranda so it's more about miranda yeah. but then at the end there something like genuinely sad happened for yeah. a oh everything okay yeah you should go now really yeah
3: okay no problem
0: yeah,
2: where she saw that, yeah, Andre Rashad resurfaces very yeah. quickly, and his mm-hmm. girlfriend, I think the same mm-hmm. woman from the tour, as far as we know, yeah. is yeah, pregnant,
3: is pregnant, yeah,
2: and I'm... like showing pregnant. So it's been like, yeah, yeah, well, so
1: in. yeah, what the the last the season began in May, right, because of the Met Gala.
2: Oh, oh yes, that's pers- yes, right, it must be approaching so yeah, it's now May.
1: like Marchish. ish. So, oh, yeah, that, you're
2: right, okay, so that's yeah,
1: yeah the that timeline works, God, the timeline
2: totally this. works. <laughs> I swear to God. The older you get, the faster this show
3: goes. <laughs> that is yeah. so true. I will say, I was so happy. Um, and I thought even, like, the reintroduction of Naya, like, mm-hmm. we she we, she comes in literally with a bang. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just, like, drop right back in. And we see how much fun casual sex can be and how, like, liberating it is. And you can just be on your phone after. And it like and I was like, oh, it felt like, and I say credit to the actress, Karen Pittman, and, like, it felt like, oh, and our old friend is, like, our friend is back. But I haven't seen her in a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, like, happy to spend some time with and her. And good
1: for her finding twenty twenty. Three Smith
3: Jared, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Put Smith Jared in a time machine, and, then, <laughs> and that's what she found. And I was genuinely um, like surprised, and like, okay, so there were two pregnancy moments that were surprising. One worked yeah. for me, and one was a little bit mm-hmm. less real for me. Yes, um, but Naya's seeing that and having that sort of, you know. Beat an emotional response. I thought was really great, and I hope that we get to sort of unpack more of that.
1: Yeah, that it's not just kind of her seeing the picture and being sad, and then we don't see her again. And next we don't week. see her.
3: Yeah, and then like, <laughs> oh god, that would the be end arc. Arc. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the oh. end of the arc.
2: Like that would be so terrible. Or or like she runs into Lisa Todd Wexley and she's like, I'm pregnant, and then Naya just walks into traffic.
3: Yeah, end. For that just character. gets hit
2: by the <laughs> Sex and City bus but from the original opening credits. Yeah, yeah. The Lisa Todd Wexley pregnancy was, I thought, a very like amusingly introduce information.
3: Look, I did this on purpose. I still think you're being very, okay, okay, so very passive-aggressive. Not passive-aggressive. Right. I'm pregnant.
2: Because as I've said, like I think that like Nicole Ari Parker really just gets the rhythm of the show very well, and like yeah. mm-hmm. I thought the way all she of her, like yeah. wakes
1: up with a start is yeah, like sort yeah. of theatrical. She's but like yeah. funny
2: in a way that um, I don't know that I've seen her be funny in in, in a lot of stuff she's done, but like mm-hmm. I like that as a sudden jolt of like oh, and then Herbert has to go out and give his comptroller speech um, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this suspiciously kosher party, mm-hmm. and but like how what what form does that take going forward? I mean, like I assume that. Like I guess the well, the original series ended with like people coupled off and a baby in Charlotte and mm-hmm. Harry. So like is that is it just gonna be like this this season ends and Lisa's like happily pregnant and waiting baby number or or are we gonna jump that far ahead? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm.
1: it could be I, and I sort of I, I can't project I can't predict anything, I guess, because we again yeah. have not seen these last two episodes. I mean, in first of all, I just wanna say in, in real life, Nicole Ari Parker looks great, great actress, love her a lot in the show. 52 years old. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: There a Janet is, Jackson pregnancy. Uh, Hillary <laughs> pregnancy, Hillary Swank it pregnancy. Is, yeah. It
1: is possible. It yeah. is unlikely without some sort of medical intervention. That's the of
2: God, St. Elizabeth in the Bible. She had a baby in her <laughs> 60s. You know, Can't forget yes, yeah. it.
1: Famously yeah. accurate <laughs> medical document, <laughs>
3: the Bible. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which Sex and um, the City is always pulling from the Bible. But
1: yeah, I don't know. I. I sort of hope that this is the show's way of introducing, like, an abortion storyline that would be different from Mm. the last one because, you know, uh, Chris, you and I and uh, Claire Howorth we talked about Mm -hmm. this uh, when we talked about our favorite episodes of the original Sex and the City, um, which, like, that the abortion episode that it did was, like, pretty thoughtful and nuanced, especially for the time when, you know, abortion was a bad word. You couldn't say it on TV. Like, Mm -hmm. never, ever saw a character go through with one. Any character on TV in, like— From the 80s to the aughts, basically, um, with maybe one or two exceptions. There's, like, Maude. Mm. But every character who was considering an abortion and, like, seriously wanted to get one, with very few exceptions, would have a convenient miscarriage and not have to actually go through with it. Uh And, like, that has changed. Um, And I do wonder if, like, would this woman have another child? She—her oldest is, like, 17. She has this very busy career, as, like, we've been told over and over. Like Her
2: husband's busy
3: Campaign, yeah,
1: like does she want to? She wants to, would she want to reset her entire life like that? Yeah, I mean, I
3: will say to that, like, her whole storyline basically for the whole season is I'm too busy, I have too much, I am the working mom trying to have it all and like do everything, and I don't know which I guess is
1: why they are introducing why this uh, pregnancy storyline is happening, yeah, in the first place. But if she does decide to go through with it, I don't know how believable I would find,
2: and I think also this would be an opportunity, you know, the show. Is clearly reactive to certain cultural things. Maybe, depending on when they wrote these episodes, like they do want to make a statement about, like, sometimes yeah. this kind of medical care is like, is it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, oh, it's threatening her life, but it's like, or it doesn't in have to be like she's
1: like a, like a teenager. Yeah. Get, like, like, these
2: think, are decisions that adult women make yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I should, think actually you know, the
1: majority of abortions are yeah. like, given, like, um, the majority of women who seek abortions are, like, women who already have kids who just don't want to have another kid. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean,
3: given the timing, with, yeah, with Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. getting, you know— Rolled back in certain states. Like, that's, yeah, I could definitely see it this, could sync it, up. It could definitely sync yeah. up totally. in terms of, like, this is a story. And, of, yeah, you know.
1: and, and, like, for a show that, you know, the original show was about sex, I think, mm-hmm. more so than this one, but, like, yeah. for a franchise about sex, like, you would think that they would have to kind of grapple with pregnancy and mm-hmm. abortion and, you know, all of that stuff more than the show historically has. And so, I don't know, this would be a good avenue to yeah. explore that and see a sort of storyline that, A, the show hasn't really done before, and B, that we haven't really seen on TV very much.
2: Yeah. No, and I think that it would be really interesting instructive and valuable oddly I, I mean i would imagine a lot of people watching the show already sort of agree with that sort of th- these politics but like to be like no this is still a light frothy show mm-hmm. about romance and whatever and career but like that is part of that equation sometimes yeah. you know and like to to not sort of diminish the tone of the show or or wildly alter it to suddenly be a, a mm-hmm. sort of sobering no, drama yeah. to like handle that topic directly in something recognizably the show's tone would be really great.
1: I mean, like, if if nothing else, like, if she decides to go through with it, which, like, you know, I would not be surprised if the show did go that route, at least I hope that they have her considering. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would hope that, like, next episode, like, that those conversations are had. Maybe Miranda could get involved. I mean, she's always yeah. been the sort of most political one. She's now, you know, work back in the work. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I would hope that they could revisit coulda, woulda, shoulda in yeah. some, like, in modern some update.
3: I will say it seemed like they were all super smiles and giggly and, like, mm-hmm. like that was the reaction. Like, yeah. her delivery of, like, I'm pregnant and then, yeah. like, him, right. like, giggling at the, you know, during his speech mm-hmm. may, like, it, maybe they'll just be like, oh, it's, yeah. uh, I here mean, comes next, a fourth. All
1: for all we know, next episode is like three years from <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah.
2: <laughs> got a two-year, yeah. Bra- Brady two year and early. Lily are, ha- are expecting their third kid. <laughs> or, you know, the year is 2062. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I want to say something that I found really relatable about this episode. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like, this is hard to say. Uh, So all the time, I am constantly having really hot Italian guys try to sleep with me. (laughs) And I just am always like, oh, I don't know.
1: (laughs) That's such a common
2: (laughs) It's so, you know, we can all relate to that, right? That plot line at first with Giuseppe and Anthony, I was like, Oh come on! Like this is too. This is too much.
1: Yes, but Richard, it yeah. did give us the opportunity for a line that I do hope lives on in perpetuity, which is five dinners with no dickie is uh, how you say not very gay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that, <laughs> that, that's, that's a good line. There are a lot of good lines in this accent. episode. Um, <laughs> but um, as the Anthony plot line went on, yes, of course there was the green card thing, but that was really just his insane Anthony excuse mm-hmm. for what was lying under that, which is like, why on earth? Like uh-huh. I'm in my fifties. Like I don't look like you. Why would a beautiful young man like you be interested? Mm-hmm. And, like, the answer to that question is, like, I don't know, but he is. Yeah.
3: And that was enough. Yeah. And that's, and that was that's totally enough? fine. I was totally satisfied with him being like, yeah, I just like you. And then Oh, the- you
2: were satisfied? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, honey,
3: <laughs> was I ever. Um, and then we get the fun button, which I love a little hijinks. I love a little, like, we think it's going to be Brady and Lily in the room, but then it's uh, Anthony. Classic,
1: classic door opening, door closing farce. Yes.
3: We love that. And then the cut to the pants being off chef's kiss i was like that's uh, (laughs) that's so fun that is like fun and flirty and
2: look if that's the end of anthony for this i mean maybe he'll pop up again somewhere in the next two episodes but like i think that as much as he was always a kind of side side character but he of course is aging along with these women and to have him get a moment of like acknowledging that and being like you know i'm not quite in the position of prominence in the sexual marketplace as i used to be uh fantasy as it may be, that a Giuseppe would walk into any of our lives in our yeah. 50s, um, sure, great. And just like they that. handled it well. It didn't feel overweeningly corny or overly complicated, like, because again, I don't think Anthony actually believed the green card thing. No. You know, no yes, was yes he was watching away. 90 Day Fiancé, but he was just like, no, I have to find some concrete reason because otherwise, the explanation defies, you know, logic. But Nice logic. No, yeah.
3: all 35 seasons of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll be back in just a moment. And when we return, we'll be reconnecting with Vanity Fair's editor-in-chief, Radhika Jones. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. At the beginning of this season of In Just Like That, we connected with Vanity Fair's editor-in-chief about the show. Now that we're nine episodes in, we thought we'd reconnect with her to see what she thinks. So, Radhika, we're so happy to have you back. We are getting toward the end of this season of In Just Like That. So we just have to know, first off, what have you thought? Have you been enjoying it?
0: I have been enjoying it. I felt like a couple of episodes, they reminded me of the original of Sex and the City, in a good way. And so that was nice and comforting. But I still stand by what I said the first time I visited you on this podcast, which is that I would honestly just spend time with these people organizing their sock drawers. (laughs) And and I have actually really enjoyed getting to know Seema better and Lisa Todd Wexley and having all those little storylines. I think there's been some unevenness. I think there's been some strands of spaghetti thrown at the wall to see if they would stick. But overall, I've been satisfied and charmed. And I'm kind of willing to go along with it. That doesn't sound like a very effusive, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're. But in fact, I do. I do feel sort of effusive about it. I have been watching it. It has been appointment TV for me, so that says a lot in this day and age. It
2: does. Yeah, we, we've talked about that too. The sort of that that feeling of the old show, but it. I think it, that can mean different things for different people. So when you get that sort of echo of of, of the past, like, how what how, what shape does that take for you? Is it a kind of the, the witty repartee? Is it the bond between the, the main characters? How, how, how does it manifest?
0: I, I think really it's it's exactly both of those things. I know you three spoke in last week's episode about the charming walk and talk scene between Miranda and Carrie. And even if it didn't necessarily resolve as a conversation between the two of them, I did feel like it captured some of that spirit. I mean, at the end of the day, it has been a story writ large about friendship. And so I think when we see that friendship in all of its forms, when it's witty, when it's trading barbs over lunch, when it's poking fun at your friends in the way that only you can because they allow it, because you have that kind of bond, uh, or it, when it's raising issues that you you don't even want to say out loud, which was sort of the point of Carrie last week saying was well, big, a big mistake. That's something... It's such a precious bond that you have with those friends. And so I, I think that we've seen that again a little bit. So, yeah, I just felt like those interactions were familiar in a, in a good way.
2: Was there anything about, like, that, that Carrie moment of, of doubt about not just, like, a, the Aiden of it all, but basically the last however many years of her life in the form of Big? How do you think they handled that? Like, I, I mean, the discussion was interesting, but do you think they got to an interesting place eventually with it?
0: I was thinking about that a lot because to be able to say something like that to a friend of such duration, you know, it's obviously hard for Carrie to say. And I think Miranda's response in the moment is pretty understandable, which is she says something to the effect of, well, I just don't even know what to say to that, right? Mm-hmm. That that if if Carrie's been processing that internal question for a while, then Certainly Miranda, who was with her with every big conversation, every twist and turn when it was all fresh and happening in real time. It's not surprising to me that she wouldn't know what to say. I knew what to say. <laughs> oh, well, well, what, what were what you
3: saying? Well, yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> no, as, as,
0: as Carrie's good said, friend of twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, as Carrie's friend um <laughs> and stalker for twenty five years. Uh I would have said Big wasn't a mistake. Big is, for better and for worse, what led you here to this moment, to this moment with me, to this moment of introspection, to this moment who, that made you who you are, where you're discovering Aiden again as if for the first time. And look, like this isn't about me thinking Aiden and Carrie are great together, because that's a whole other conversation, but it's more just like, I, I just wanted them to feel like they're in the present. Like Carrie can be excited about this rekindling with Aiden without throwing Big out with the Mm bathwater, right? Both of those things can be true. Absolutely. And that's what I would have said.
3: That's a really, honestly, great response. I do want to get to that other part of the conversation in terms of how do you feel about Aiden and Carrie, especially given, I think, probably Sarita Chowdhury's best moment of the season was her confrontation of Carrie being like, I can't believe that we're not going to the Hamptons, and you've sort of you've yeah, gotten. I Googling can't believe eyes. that either. Yeah, we're all upset about <laughs> that. So I would love to know where. How do you fall on the Aiden and Carrie of it at this juncture?
0: Well, truthfully, I've always felt that Aiden is a little bit of a goober mm-hmm. for Carrie.
3: Mm-hmm. Horny.
0: And and that's and that's really the character. That's not the actor. I mean, he'll always be Chris in the morning to me. But I, I just I feel like there's something about his physicality on. On, that, on Sex and the City and now on, on Just Like That that's a little bit goofy. And as sweet as they are with each other, I felt like when they went out to dinner with Seema and her new director, Bo, and I, I was sort of cringing at Aiden, right?
3: I hope I'm not about to geek out for nothing, but are you the Robbie Gordy who directed Nepal Kapow? I am. No way!
0: No effing way! I was just like, dude, tone it down. Like, this isn't cool. Be cool. You're with Carrie. Come on. Uh, he I doesn't know. know how to be he cool. Doesn't. He's never been cool in his life.
3: No.
0: So that's my little hang up about Aiden
1: totally.
2: with
0: Carrie. But bless those kids. You know, if they're happy together, then I'm, I'm there for it. I don't know about the new apartment, though.
2: Ooh. Yeah, aesthetically or just as the, the idea of it? They're rushing in.
0: Well, it just seems sort of big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you got to think
1: about Homer, Tate, and Wyatt,
2: though. Where yeah. are they going? Where are they what, going? I, but do you? <laughs> do, you? Yeah. do you?
1: I
0: will say, yeah. it wasn't really. Yeah, no.
1: If if I'm a 14-year-old boy, I'm never going to visit my
0: dad's girlfriend's house. Like, yeah. why would I ever do that? I mean, if, I guess if you want to have a weekend in New York City, you are. That's yeah, they're, in, they're
2: in Norfolk, Virginia, Hillary. Fair. I mean, That's there's, <laughs> there's no Broadway. Wyatt is
0: coming. He's he's going to take the train Yeah, he, does not he doesn't like, to like fly. the airplanes. That's going to be a Long trip. But he's coming. I don't know. There was something so that I, I had this funny sense of foreboding mm-hmm. at the end of the episode when they're crossing the street. I was like, "He's going to get hit by a car. <laughs> Something's going to happen." Second, this is too. You don't get a key to Gramercy Park. This is absurd. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was something so. Um, it, it was almost too perfect that apartment space. Yeah, it, it kind of for me it lacked character. That's what I missed about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's an amazing apartment
3: mm-hmm. definitely
0: yeah
1: but i do hope and think with two episodes left like it can't just be them kind of going off into the sunset like something else has to happen or else i don't know i think it's i think it's not dramatically interesting
3: yeah right i think the foreshadowing i do think it comes down to uh, aiden's ex-wife rosemary mm-hmm. dewitt being saying don't hurt him again i do that feels like you can't put that two episodes before the end of the season mm-hmm. and something not happen in that way mm-hmm. uh, something I I don't know. She's gonna
1: like bump into Burger and
3: <laughs> yeah, another another ex comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, do you would you be upset if Carrie ends up alone or doesn't end up with Aiden at the end of the season? Would you feel like unsatisfied if it were if she's on her own?
0: No, I wouldn't at all. I I think Carrie is. Although she doesn't even know it herself, she is actually a fully realized character and does not require a romantic partner to end this series. That's my contention. It's not that it might not make her happy and I want her to be happy. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know what role Samantha's playing, right? That's something's true. Gonna, except that it will be very brief.
2: Samantha hits Aiden with the car <laughs> <It> could,
0: <laughs> That would be awkward. Don't make a mistake. It could be, but if it's if it's if we know Samantha, it will be brief but potent. yes, right. You've said
1: before that Seema's your favorite of the new characters uh, this episode and kind of in this season more generally.
2: Do you think that Seema and Ravi should, do they feel like a viable couple to you?
0: I thought it was interesting that she took it to the place of, I was with this guy, I was watching all the... Starlet sliding into his DMs. It struck me listening to her that what I one of the things I like about that character is that she is kind of a romantic. When she said he's not marriage material, I was like, wait, I, <laughs> was she looking for marriage material? I couldn't remember uh-huh. actually if that was a thing for her. So I thought it was interesting that kind of that's where she went. Like, here's a guy who's in demand, who's, you know, has no shortage of options, let's say. And she was putting up her walls and defenses by saying, well, I'm, I'm you know, he he, certainly, this is not going to last, so I'm not going to take it seriously. So, of course, being ornery, I, I want it to last and want her to take it seriously. <laughs> Plus, I think she's such a catch. Yeah,
3: I mean, the TikTok dance she did was so great.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we, <laughs> It was even, it was just like the barest hint of it, right? Out of the corner of my eye, I saw actresses all over the world sliding into his DM, not to mention the girls on TikTok with the... Mm, uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, but, if, but just like Carrie said, I was like, I, I would like to see that. Let's do that.
2: Hundred uh, percent. I also like to picture, you know, when I am watching TikTok videos, which actually to my credit is not that often. I'm, you know, double chin on the chest, staring, uh, sitting on the couch in pajamas. <laughs> Seema probably watches TikTok in a much classier <laughs> mm. <laughs> setting and, and, and way. Hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, (laughs) (laughs) I do wish we would see her in some form, maybe not with Carrie, on a fabulous Hamptons, you know, summer away. But I don't know if that's in the offing Yeah,
1: I mean, it would be nice to see her have a storyline that isn't about a man also. Like, you know, just get a little bit Mm -hmm. more of her life. You know, if her only relationships outside of Carrie are with, like, these guys and her hairdresser. I don't know.
0: There's got to be more to her. I
2: smell a spin Well,
1: there's
0: the fat commission she got on that uh, apartment. (laughs) That's (laughs) true.
2: Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) I thought it was hilarious how Amy and was like, well, I mean, don't sell your apartment if you don't want to. And I'm like, you think Carrie's just,
3: Financing this yeah. new place? How would she afford it without I was like, yeah. well, that is, is, she that, rich? that is a question that like, I have good for wondered. her. That's
0: great. How, I don't know. Are those French royalties still yeah. coming in? <laughs> how rich
1: is Carrie? Yeah. I would think that her old apartment is paid off at this point. So she doesn't have she doesn't have a mortgage anymore
0: yeah. on it. Well, I suppose she, of course, she inherited lots of money.
1: And
3: she inherited yeah, lots yeah. of money from it, Big. But right.
0: how rich was exactly
1: Well,
2: like, I was I was making this up. You asked me mm-hmm. earlier today, Hillary, and I was like, if he sold if they sold all his stocks and whatever properties he owned, mm-hmm. I think the way Way it's coded on the show, she's worth like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I was gonna. That she seems must. Like a, it seems
1: like she has to be at least that rich um mm-hmm. to just like have seven million dollars in cash to buy this duplex. Well, it it like wouldn't even
3: take her on as a client, yeah, if she didn't meet a certain threshold. Yeah. And she's not working. I mean, the books are selling, but how, I don't. How think much that's is to, the book selling? How much is the book selling? Does the how book much, about Big seem like a bestseller? I mean, a lot of people have read it. Look, <laughs>
2: look Widow con moves a lot of books. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you have any fearless forecasts Radhika, for about what might be happening? I know you mentioned that there was a kind of foreboding about the aid and stuff, but um anything else kind of you know glimmering on the horizon for you?
0: You know, I try very hard to live in the present
2: <laughs> good, good,
0: and I try, and I am that sort of person who reads a who done it and I'm like i don't I don't know who did it. Could have been anybody <laughs> I like I, which is just to say I hope it's not a massive failure of imagination, but i I just I don't know i i don't I don't even want to forecast because I'm just I'm prepared to accept whatever happens. But it is true that when this episode ended, I suddenly had this feeling like, okay, there's some shoe that's going to drop. Things can't just work out in this way. And it's yeah. not like everybody's lives are perfect right now, but i I don't know. I just got a weird feeling if
2: there was one episode left, I'd be like, I think everyone's in the clear, but there are two, two left. So that's time. That's all that's two. Yeah. That's 90 an hour. And a minute. minutes, yeah. yeah, that's that's tough. So right. we'll see. Yeah. We will see. But
3: Radika, would you like to stick around so we can talk fashion? That would be great. Still watching, we'll be back in just a moment. And when we return, the fabulous fashions and the not-so-glamorous looks. Finally, this is the part of the episode where we talk about the clothes in our segment Killer Looks and Fashion Roadkill.
2: What were the standouts for you, Radhika? Um I know we have some stuff in mind, but uh, we want to hear from you first.
0: So I think the looks have been good <clears> the <throat> last few episodes, and this week's in particular. I really liked what Carrie was wearing when she showed Charlotte and Miranda the apartment. Mm. There was like a big pink flower. Yeah you yeah,
2: a big It
3: felt yeah, like a carnation. callback,
0: yeah, to carry outfits with big flowers.
3: Bruises, yeah, yeah, but it
0: was sort of yeah. chic. I don't know. It was good. And then I got a vibe from Miranda in this episode that, like, she's kind of back. Mm-hmm.
2: That's exactly what I was like. Wait a second. She's, like, in these really snappy, mm-hmm. put-together that outfits. Green, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that pale,
0: suit,
2: that pale green suit that, was that great. That great. Great. Was really good. was amazing. And,
0: and the coat and what she was wearing when she was chatting with Brady. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like she had some confidence. She, she broached the topic with him. These are important years. You need to figure out your path.
2: Well, you didn't figure out your path till you were, what, 56? Yeah, so give me another 38 years.
0: Do you see how fast you did that in your head? Math has always been your best subject.
2: Mom, you got to
3: back off.
0: I know, I know. I'm sorry. I will. And I felt like she was in tune with her physicality and what she was wearing, and she just had this kind of presence and self-confidence that I think I missed earlier in the season when she was... By her own admission, she was saying like, well, I'm not dealing with anything because I'm waiting for Steve to to make his move or I'm not, you know, and I'm the bad guy, so I can't assert myself. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like all of that emotional mess has cleared and she knows who she is again. What did you like?
2: I thought, you know, speaking of Miranda's sage green suit, I thought that Carrie's green, uh, her Kelly green, green look mm. when she went to lunch with Kathy. Beautiful.
3: Was mm. gorgeous.
1: That was my yeah. pick too. Yeah. El- Elphabacore. Yeah.
3: Because <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. it was all that one shade and mm-hmm. then like with the bag too, the tiny bag. It was all, And it was, the matchy
1: shoes. The matchy
3: shoes. is so matchy-matchy in such a color blocky nice way. And I don't think of it as a green show,
2: oh. you know? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice to see. I know there have been green looks before, but like this was kind of predominant in this episode. Yeah. yeah. It's a
1: bold look to meet your, uh, your boyfriend's, boyfriend's ex-wife. ex-wife. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit of a flex, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and like good yeah, for her. Yeah.
1: Really going for it.
3: Also, I liked when they were all together when the three uh ladies were checking out Carrie's new digs, I liked Charlotte's outfit with the big sort of Schultz. She had this dress with sort of these big mm. this orange, orange dress yeah. with sort of like this sort of statement shoulders mm-hmm. but it wasn't like too much it was sort of away from her sort of burberry yeah thing that she's been doing there's been
1: a burberry overload in yeah, Charlottesville,
3: yeah and she sort of went out sort of a little bit of a different direction i really i really like that i thought they all looked really great in that you know that natural light of that, that apartment i found myself wondering where are they coming from <laughs>
2: yeah, they're all <laughs> like, so different. yeah like, miranda from work yeah. <laughs> yeah they
1: just dress like that richard Come i on. know
2: i know that's that's the show I loved Aiden's outfit in the scene at Che's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden's
3: jacket. Oh, God. His <laughs> tighty Lack of an outfit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, which I was, that was also, that was one thing that struck false. He's such a boxers guy. <laughs> Aiden is such a plaid boxers guy. The tidy whitey I was like, I wasn't yeah. mad. I just I didn't see that. I yeah. You I have didn't...
1: to, you have to admire the show for inspiring reasons to have, yeah, like, men
3: be un- unclothed. <laughs> and especially,
1: like, uh, Steve and Aiden both to be like, look, they're still hot.
3: They're still hot. We got right? You
1: gotta see that these
3: abs have not aged. Exactly. Like fine wine, (laughs) if anything. These men of a certain age. Um, But yeah, I think in
2: general, like you said, Radhika, like this episode, the fashion, and actually recent episodes too, like the fashion has been, I think a lot more like eye-popping, vivid, and you know whether it's an accident or not has matched the sort of energy of mm-hmm. the show, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, when Lisa finally shows up at the party, she's also got like a very intense, colorful, like color blocked look with like mm. the pink suit and the blue shirt. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, I don't. Yeah, it, it's nice to see everybody embracing brights and like neons
2: and well, we're spring, I guess now, yeah. right? Yeah. Heading so. into Heading summer. summer. Did you have anything else more you wanted to to bring up, Radhika, Or I just justice
0: for Charlotte and her. Pink belt
2: I mean, her. I can
1: yes. I can believe that like, like it was great. It she looked didn't great. Think she looked good in it. But as an outsider looking at her, yeah. you're just like, what is the problem <laughs> it here? Just it just looks, looks like brilliant. how it's
2: supposed to look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. totally fits it was, you. And it it was, was adorable. Very Charlotte, too. Um, well, Radika, thank you again. This was great. Oh,
0: always a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Well, that does it for this episode of Still Watching. As ever, you can send us any questions or comments at our email, still watching pod at gmail.com. You can also find me on the site formerly known as Twitter at Rylaws
3: R-I-L-A-W-S. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christress, C-H-R-I-S-T-R-E-S-S.
1: You can find me at Hillibuster with two R's. This has been Still Watching from Vanity Fair. Our producer this week is Will Coley, and we had production help from Peyton Hayes. We had technical assistance from Jake Loomis. The show was mixed by Amar Lal. Steven Valentino is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Alexis Quadrado.
2: We'll be back next Thursday for the penultimate episode of the And Just Like That season. Looking forward to seeing you then.
1: What kosher caterer serves pigs in a blanket? hot dogs man like yeah,
2: you, we,
1: oh. we had picked up blanket at every yeah. Yoko breakfast at my grandma's growing up that's just I don't
2: know well, I, 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 do I don't you know why that.
1: they didn't hire me we all,
2: all have, have food so food much consultant. to
0: add honestly
2: <laughs> <laughs> next season if we're so lucky, next year in Jerusalem okay, yes I'm available <laughs> yeah. next year in
0: Jerusalem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>